You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Welcome to the Watch Along Critical Commentary Podcast, the Riverdale gang. I am your regular host, Ryan, and I have with me today... Uh, an interim co-host <laughs> we've met before. Yeah. Faith Harvey. Hello, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, Chloe's in LA, um, visiting, visiting and going on hikes on beautiful scenic hikes, um, and uh, oh yes, we are recorded on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. What does unceded mean, Ryan? Unceded means stolen by white people. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a week. Um, I we're coming at you late today, and of all of the like show weeks to come at you late, this is quite a one. But we have I have a reason. Um, so Chloe and I have both been heavily uh, down protesting um, in the shutdown Canada uh, Indigenous rights Wet'suwet'en crisis um, in the last week. Uh, so a port blockade and a bridge and some minister's offices um and it's one of the larger indigenous rights protest movements in canada in my lifetime Mm -hmm. um so we're riding that wave uh and shut down canada uh this week also applied to this hobby podcast (laughs) um because the attorney general's office needed occupying fairly and i was really 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 tired Mm -hmm. from arguing with angry strangers all day it is really sad that the Riverdale writers get paid for this happening, and you don't. That's it, what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of, like, the Riverdale writers. <laughs> this is quite an episode. Moving straight into the content gang, because this is quite an episode. Like, do they know? Do they know what they do? I think they must. I think they know exactly where they lead us, and that makes it all the darker. Like, after Sabrina, I watched, have you watched Sabrina season three yet? Not all of it. I'm, I'm going to avoid spoiling it in general no, for a little longer. I mean, you no, can spoil for, it for me. For them all. Okay, for them sorry. All. Um, <laughs> um, but there's some, like, tonal risks that they took that I thought were, like, over the top, but I liked Oh, them. how it's morphing into Riverdale. I've heard about a little that. that. A little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Yep. Alas. Yeah, the, 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 the floating reality the the no, what is normal changes every week thing is yeah. starting to infect but that might just be the lifetime of an Aguirre Sacasa show yeah. I am super curious to see what Katie Keene does in its second and third years if it gets one okay but see I'm not because no one wanted to read the Katie Keene stories in Archie comics you'd skip the pages with Katie Keene's fashion on it and just move on to Jughead eating a burger but that's not an option anymore <laughs> That's true. I also skipped Katie Keene so far. Yeah. Only Vanessa Morgan draws me right now. That is my only reason why I'm going to eventually watch for, for like, as a regular audience, sir. I'm probably going to watch for this podcast thing just to keep up with whatever's going on. That's a lot of CW drama you are committing to. Mm, I'm not going to talk about that one. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I mean, not... At length. At minimum. At, 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 at Schmall. Mm-hmm. I'll talk at Schmall about Katie Keene and okay. skip over those pages. <laughs> That's fair. So fashionable. Um, our cats today are Gizmo and Mooncake, and I'm deeply in love. They love you too, obviously. I wish you could see this. They're sitting on me and curling around me and moving and sitting on different parts of me, and like my shoulders and my legs. purposefully ignoring me. And purring. And Tazzy likes to bite me at this point. To be fair, Tazzy is wild. Yeah, Tazzy's had a hard life. These babies are the most socialized babies. They are not. They have not had a hard life. Uh, they have been loved since day one and surrounded by young, thirsty for love millennials. Large okay. swaths. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Our, our broader network desperately need more pets. I came here to have a good time and I feel really attacked. You came here to watch Riverdale, Fairly. Let's not lie. I was going to offer to order you some ice cream if you had some lactate and maybe now I won't. <laughs> you were going to offer to poison me. If if you had the antidote pill, I was not... It wouldn't be poison. But anyway, Fairless cats are the most precious and socialized radiant little beings that I 
have yet to meet. Unlike any of the characters in Riverdale. Unlike anyone in Riverdale. Oh my god. Non-socialized wild people is what they are. So let's talk about a few good things. There are good things. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just yeah. saying like they there wow. is one episode with a therapist, yes? Yep. One. She comes back. Oh, oh. Hey, 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 hey. Have you heard about the musical episode this season? Yes. <laughs> it's completely inappropriate. Okay, here are my opinions. Oh, now the thing is, when I'm okay, on the Riverdale wait, wait, Game wait, wait, podcast, wait. I'm usually the musical expert. We got to tell them what we're talking about before. I'm we going it. to. I'm going to. Um, so I'm usually the musical expert on the Riverdale Con- Gang podcast. I come in here and I'm like, well, this is why Carrie was a flop, and this is why Heather's is ridiculous. It shouldn't even have a high school version. Fun fact: Riverdale did not change the lyrics to the songs from Heather's. There is an officially licensable high school version, which is insane to me because it's not the language that is the problem okay so this season um spoiler like skip ahead a minute if you don't want to know um they're gonna do another musical how long are these people in high school for first of all this is the end this is the last one okay so they were supposed to be 15 in season one yes no okay Uh, yep miss grundy was sleeping with a freshman anyway uh, yeah oh oh my god that's real gross (laughs) I'm, if it wasn't bad enough already. I mean, so, it's silly of them because if they didn't do the musicals so often, then mm-hmm. they could maybe still be 16. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're going to do Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Hedwig is an interesting choice. I see that the Riverdale people are trying to be progressive. And I see from the choices of Carrie and Heathers that they mm-hmm. someone in there is actually a musical theater fan because Carrie's a pretty deep cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and Heathers is very trendy, but not in a mainstream way. It's a musical theater person trendy. Yep, yep. Hedwig is um, very old. It's comparable to Rocky Horror. It is mm. also comparable in Rocky Horror to be outdated in wokeness. Mm. Very woke when it came out. Um, Challenging gender norms and binaries. Yeah. And yeah. in a very earlier state of broader public and pop culture discourse of trans identity. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the character of Hedwig has been... Um, Used like a trans icon by some people, but the character mm. is not actually transgender. The character is a victim of abuse, and I would mm. like to see more um, positive portrayals of what transgender means and what um, mm-hmm. gender reassignment surgery is in media. And I, I can't... I, it's not even that I think Riverdale would treat the material um, insensitively because so far they've done actually really well, I think, and I'll fight you about it. <laughs> but I just don't... I, 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 I Oh, boy. Um... Yep, sometimes you just, you see two trains that look like they're on the same tracks, and you're not sure. Mm-hmm. There's a chance there are double tracks, but you just don't see at this angle. Yeah. And they're you gonna just have, gotta watch. Yeah, they're gonna have to talk about what Hedwig is about, and I just, mm-hmm. I don't see that going well, both with the internet discourse and just, like, in the show. I don't think they have time to explore it enough. There are no transgender characters on Riverdale, so. Correct. Um, and yeah, once again. I was just thinking of, like, points of where they've touched on this before. There are none in Riverdale that I can think of. Uh, Sabrina, somewhat, with Theo. Yeah. But even that has been very slow and very carefully handled and very, I think, well handled on the whole. Yeah. But it is a singular... It's the it's the glee level outreach. Yeah, right? I hope they don't make a character transgender just to try and do Hedwig. Yeah. Not that I don't think Riverdale should have transgender um, representation at all. I just think one the wrong show because again the character is not transgender. It is just um, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. culturally people recognize the character as being transgender and that's two different things. Yeah. Right. And yeah, uh, forty five minutes is not enough time. I don't think to actually read it sensitively even if they're trying to but we'll see maybe it's going to be amazing and change the face of pop culture and apparently mrs burble the counselor is back in some capacity i don't even know she was on the cast list from the therapy episode Um, oh yeah um, i didn't um, know that was who it was uh gina torres cool yeah yeah i didn't see the therapy episode to be fair i watched someone's youtube recap (laughs) had a bunch of like memes spliced into it that's how I started watching Riverdale, so I know mm-hmm, the general mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. But um, oh God, wh- when was it that I stopped being able to devote forty-five minutes a week to it? I can't remember. It was the um, Pure Heart, the Powerful episode. That's what. Oh, it was. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yep, when they started plugging Katie Keene, it's been a clunky season <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to compare our experiences with this episode because I do think. There is some good here. Um, I felt a lot of payoff I wasn't expecting. 
I am really pleased that some of the deep seeds of last season's Betty stuff came back to bite her in the butt yep. in, a, in an unexpectedly potent and relevant way. Um, that, that, that was a nice surprise hook, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy the very cinematic tension at moments. Yep. It was slow and slugging at times, but um, a big part of that was drawing everything together. Now that the characters are unified and mm-hmm. together, I feel so much more excited um, for that cinematic pace that uses now three perspectives, presumably, mm-hmm. because our narrator's dead. Maybe. What? Oh. Maybe for realsies. Do you think that he's dead for realsies? I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say he's dead for realsies. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bite. I have a theory, and I haven't even watched the whole season. Is it my my current theory is that there's an identical twin first cousin, <laughs> and that Dupont is the actual grandfather or brother or some noise? Oh my god! What Look if at it's all the hidden brothers? What if it's Dylan Sprouse? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's Dylan Sprouse <laughs> and he's playing Souphead? Do you know Souphead? What? Souphead is Jughead's, I think, cousin. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. What? You don't know this? <laughs> You've gone deeper than I. <laughs> I'm. I did you forget that Cole Sprouse is a famous twin? No, no, I just Souphead. Souphead Jones, look at him. Oh, he's the same. He looks rough. He looks the same, but as if he looks. He's from the wrong side of the Riverdale tracks. Oh, so like he's from Shelbyville. Maybe, maybe they're gonna pull a Jimmy Olsen's Smallville, and it turns out that Jughead has been Souphead the whole time. Oh my God. Wait, what if we only have Dylan Sprouse the rest of this series? <laughs> Thank you for that theory, Fairless. You're welcome. Thank That's you. not my theory at all. I didn't do it. Thank you for running whatever with whatever that is. Um, I, I also enjoyed, I will give credit, to um, Yes Gizmo, come and play with us. Mooncake uh, is still on me. I will give credit to... Decent, um, reasonable sound design and soundscapes this time that used a little bit of music stings but didn't overwhelm us. Mm-hmm. Um, set a tone, set a mood, set a uh, some rapid vibe changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us sit in silence during some key conversations. Uh, of course. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? Let's uh, let's jump in, Farrah. Okay, let's ch- press the button. I just took a picture of you with the cats. So Yay! Tag Riverdale gang. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. <laughs> Badoomba. Sorry, you might be the second late. Whatever. Close enough sync, right? Yes. Jughead, the week started like any other. Um, Who would have guessed that I'd be by? Yeah. Dead. 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 Alarm blaring. Dead. Okay. Cool. He just hit the alarm clock. Alarm stops. Now you're synced up. We're good. <laughs> Sync with the alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's okay. Archie's <sighs> plot. Where's his? Where's Molly Ringwald? That's the first Lawyering question. In Chicago. So Go. he's 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 eighteen canonically now. Where? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I want yeah. those are duffins. Those are duffins. Those are duffins donuts. I recognize them. Did they reskinned the box though? Yeah, of course they reskinned yeah, the box. Yeah, as pops. But those are the donuts that are from the place that's between Fairless and Chloe's house. Oh my god, it's very close. We're going to we go at Duffins after. We, yeah, we should. So Monroe is a mom, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I, wow. And she's like, you should go to college. I'm like, lady, where is your child right now? Do you know? Um, but also, where's Molly Ringwald? Why is Archie living in that house alone? Why on earth would they not sell it? Like, I, 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 ooh. Okay, so I totally get it. I totally get it's really sad that his dad died and it's awful and it's horrible. Yep, but both Archie, logistically and in-world and out-world yeah, is so much hard. But Archie is also 18 years old. Even finishing up Riverdale High, like, he would not be living in a home by himself. Mm. Um, they, they've decided these characters are in their late 20s, oh, even though they're in high school. And oh, it's very weird. I disagree. I've, I've known 16 and 17-year-olds to 
live alone to finish out their high school years. Um, that was not uncommon or super unusual in in a rural environment. But this isn't a rural environment. Like they they, they pretend they, it they is. They pretend it is. There's a great deal in here that pretends so hard to be small town that I'm actually willing to give them that one. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not super. That didn't paint to me as weird. Actually. Oh, that's that, fair enough. I thought it was odd because his mom mm. just seems so hands on. That um, with who they built. Um, Mary Andrews to be. There's a little dissonance there. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you that. Oh my god, and also there's Veronica's half-sister's face, which we should remember well. <laughs> Except she Clark Kent's us. Well, yeah. Oh, I I did not clock that this was at school before. Yep. The oh, Veronica no. self-destructive behavior arc thing. There's a window on the door. Yeah. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more interested in the psychology being played in Veronica's arc mm -hmm. than the actual plot for Veronica, this story. Mm. But um, in an I'm worried for you character kind of way. Uh -huh. But I, I don't know if it's a good way or a bad way yet. I don't know. I think the writers didn't expect that this show would go on for so long, if I'm totally honest with you. Because <laughs> they're, they're trying to stretch out them graduating as much as they can. Mm. And I think that is because they did not expect that they were going to have to deal with uh, Archie characters in college. Mm -hmm. And but Lee did not make that leap gracefully. No! no. Oh my god. Like, Lee was always ridiculous. And again, being the musical theater girl, everyone mm -hmm. was like, you watch Lee, you love Glee, right? And I'm like... N I know Glee. <laughs> I am aware of Glee. <laughs> uh, but it was also a much better show in the beginning when it was meant to be completely out of reality. Yes, yes. I agree. The first um, the first ske scheduled show Bible season of Glee, the first half season, mm -hmm. was a beautiful, well-made television. Mm -hmm. And it's really clever and so over the top. It... And then they lasted long enough that it became weird that right. Jane Lynch pushed people down the stairs. Yeah. But it's also, the weird thing was, when I first heard about Riverdale, I really wanted Riverdale to resemble Glee, and I still mm. do. I want it to resemble a, a combination of Pushing Daisies and Glee, because I think that, that more heightened but not darkness mm -hmm, with a mm -hmm. little bit of underlying darkness like this is just explicitly dark and always has been yes. and i liked how glee and pushing daisies were super perky but dark and i think that lends itself to what archie is more right the the technicolor brightness the, yeah 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 the sugar sugar yeah, yeah whereas yeah. they've really leaned into serial killer drugs and poverty and death yeah but if you try and binge this show at this point like that's that's mm. the issue glee is bingeable because it is upbeat this show right. i would not exactly right, right. upbeat. Now season one, like looking back at the arc of season one Riverdale, mm -hmm. where the baseline dark was one murder kid. Yeah. And that was the baseline for everyone. That but was also, a big deal. Archie was pursuing music and it was so dramatic and stuff, mm -hmm. but like in a good like I, I don't teen think there's way. teen stakes way. I don't think there's any way Riverdale could have existed without too much criticism and that is the of course the mm -hmm, beauty mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. terribleness of the internet. Mm -hmm. But I think them being a heightened teen drama like Glee would have been the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I I do think they've squandered an interesting array of ensemble potential. Because they killed them all. Thriller drama plots. <laughs> They're all gone now. <laughs> they all died or got sent away. Um, um, although that background does lend credence for me to the full commitment of we're just gonna kill Jughead. I if they don't pull a fast one on us, I will give them some some kudos for being bold enough to straight up kill a major character. I don't. I think that if they killed a major character, it would not be Jughead because I think Cole Sprouse is the most uh, popular actor on the show. I agree, and which makes it a fascinating choice if that's actually what they're following. I didn't through. tell you my my theory. I think the whole oh, season yes. is a story he wrote. Oh. Like I think he went to the prep school, but I think I don't know how much of it is fabricated within that. But because remember, like in this episode, he's calling he's writing a story. He's calling himself Jarhead or whatever. But I think that's the whole story. In my first reaction to to that is I would be so angry. Yeah, but I bet that's what they do. I mean, look at the Riverdale writers, right? Like, I, I think that's probably what it is. But uh -huh. I, I think your theory is more fun. <laughs> I just don't think it's more likely. Did you ever see the second Mulan 
animated movie. No. I, I know, I know. I rewatched The Office instead <laughs> for the 80th time, and I got more value out of it, I bet. I watched it on television once, and it was a bad film. Yeah. It was poorly animated and poorly made and sloppily done, culturally Well, yeah, I saw The Return of Jafar. I know what's up. Um, and at one point, Shang dies. At one point, Shang falls to an unmitigatable death on a cliff. Is he okay? Yes. <laughs> Ten minutes later, he saves the day. They never explain it. They never cut back to it. They never discuss how he got there. He fell off a rickety rope bridge into the misty cliffs of mm-hmm. jagged rocks and unyielding depths mm-hmm. and then appeared to save the day when it was needed. And I have always felt a little bit angry that that film didn't make itself something interesting by letting him stay dead. Mm-hmm. As much as Mulan doesn't deserve that. Also, did, <sighs> I'm sorry, I have missed a few episodes. What, mm-hmm. Tony got, got <laughs> to get rid of the corpse in the wheel- wheelchair? Yes, yes, they had a funeral, a Viking funeral. They burnt him at, on the That's river. probably for the best. Oh, except did they really, though? Was that the triplet that they burnt? No, they they burnt for realsies, Jason. They've dealt with the triplet thing. It doesn't exist. She's not a chimera. They did DNA testing. Where, where's was... the doll? I think the doll's still there, but no! it's, just, it's just a doll that they use to terrorize relatives with cannibalism threats now. Oh my god. What <laughs> is this show? Um, Speaking of what is this show, look at that face. Also, you might have missed What's Up with Penelope and the Red Maple Club. Oh, yeah. I just mm-hmm. thought she was gone. Yeah. No, what's amazing is she's not. Oh. What's amazing is they defeated her. Cheryl gazed her out of the walls. Literally. She was in the walls? S- yep. She set off a bug bomb. Mm! And gassed her in the walls. That's hilarious. Though. And um, then, oh my god, telling this show in summary sounds wild. But no, this I'm dancing sorry scene, that I'm not more caught up. I read the Wikipedia of season four. This is a lovely shot dancing scene. I will say I, I thought this was very filmic. Honestly, I love, and this is the same lighting I like for theater. I love yes. very deeply colored lighting in any show. I <laughs> understand that I lean into it too much. I think it might be... Um, my trademark, but regardless, <laughs> I find this scene much more interesting to look at than a lot of Riverdale, which yes. is very gray because unfortunately that is the weather here, but they've not been creative with their lighting, I don't think. I feel like they were very creative in iconographic lighting early on and that they're getting a little sloppier as they explore different yeah. genres. There's been more dark lighting in the last two seasons than I think is strictly effective for well, the TV and the tone. Let's have more thunderstorms. Like... You know, this, um, <laughs> we're in the class with all of Jughead's nemeses. As and, he reads. Oh my God. His theory about them. His roommate is named Bison. His roommate is named Bison. You're subtle, buddy. He got into Yale. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he's 18. Yeah, but is he though? Because he's also the leader of a gang and his dad is under him in the gang. Oh, yeah. How did that happen? He retired and came back? I don't know. So Archie's now training the man who once threw him into a fight pit in a child jail. And who made him be a mob enforcer? Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's dying, so it's fine. Archie doesn't know that. Doesn't he? Oh, no, he does. He does? does? He? Does he? I don't remember. I forget. At some point, she tells him. But yeah. if she, he doesn't know right... yet. If he doesn't know right now and he's just having this chill conversation, why would he trust anything he has to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Archie, your judge of character is failing you. Hiram is not redeemable, Riverdale. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that one out there as a thesis statement to the creators. He's Hi- hot though. He's yes, and he should die hot. I mean, he will. He's hot. Not I bet he a, doesn't really have a but, disease. Yeah. I bet he he has the wrong diagnosis. Yes, I just realized I said he should die about a character who's given a chronic disease arc. I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant. He should fall in a fire and suffer because he lied. Yeah. About everything. About everything. And manipulated children for money. But that's the weird thing about this show is they're treating the kids like they're 28, but they're keeping them in high school, and it's very weird. It's yeah. like Veronica. Um, Later on in this episode, Veronica faces <laughs> off with her dad about their um, rum businesses. And I'm trying not to spoil it too much mm-hmm. if you're watching it with commentary for the first time, but I don't imagine you would be. Um, if they are, they're used to weird. it. It's weird. There's no, there's no contest. You're a minor mm-hmm. 
selling alcohol, the end. <laughs> like <laughs> In a private club that used to be a bordello. Yeah. Like, so she's partnered with Cheryl. It's insane. And once they took out Penelope, they took over the um, the brothel in order and turned it into a private rum lounge. Uh-huh. A, an invite-only secret second speakeasy that somehow has an elite clientele yeah, of people who used to come to buy sex and now who show up just for the rum. Oh, that, they've got to. There's no sex left to buy. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, after storing Penelope in Dilton Doily's bunker for two episodes... Cheryl forgives her because they need a day manager. No. That's 100%. There's no way Penelope wouldn't run straight to the cops. Well, she is a, uh, she is a mysterious serial killer, remember? I know. Wanted by everyone. Oh my god, it's so crazy. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. But I mean, like, the thing is, sure, they have a rum lounge, sure, Penelope is corrupt, but Hiram wants to defeat them and he knows all the details, all he has to do. He's like, there's no real conflict here. He would win immediately. He just needs to send the sheriff who he hired still. Yeah. Is, he's not mayor anymore? Is he still mayor? What the I... fuck? He is still mayor and owns all the police. Yeah. No, I, I thought, what's her face? was uh, the, the mom, Hermione was the mayor. For a while and then jail for trying to murder him and then he oh, got yeah. mayor. Oh, did he? You had mayor around like dodgeball a in this show. A lot happens here. A lot happens very quickly. A lot quickly. happened really quick around the mid-season. They Whoa. did some little fast forward forwards. Also, it's like, I don't understand the conflict with being in the prep school either. He's mm-hmm. already been accepted to Yale. Yep. Just transfer back yep. to another school because clearly he's not safe there. After yep. the locking in the coffin at Halloween, it's like, why? His father is do handling this poorly. Yep. Dare I say. Yeah. In a gang retribution way, when what you need... I mean, this is more of a Rockefeller mess. Yeah. That's a different type of gang tactics, Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Kevin's in this. How nice. I'm glad Casey Cock got that, got that money for one scene. Yeah. And it, that was a cute little line of them being high school students for half a second, yep. I will say. Oh, here we go. And also... Uh, when did Riverdale High become a fascist police state? You are 17 years old. There, he is not the villain for calling you out for having alcohol in your high school. Also, it was a fascist police state for season two and three for several times. Okay, yeah. Veronica should peg the difference. Yep. Even if she's kind of drunk. And that, yeah. And Archie... Like, Veronica needs to hit a rock bottom right now, I think. Yeah. Because she's vast, fast on her way to becoming a terrible person. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, she shouldn't allow Archie to do this. Archie's future is already fucked because... The, I'm so sorry. I'm not supposed to swear. Eh, I'm it's probably already, not going to beep that. Anyway. <laughs> it's already... Fracked. Totally messed up. Because yep. of things outside of his control within the world of the show mm-hmm. that she would let him do this for her is really messed up. What I what I like about this arc is I believe the showrunners, the writers are aware that this is unhealthy relationship dynamics and I believe that they are putting more weight and weaving into an Archie Veronica breakup than most television shows bother with. Well, I hope so, but they've already broken up a few times. Yeah. And, like, the problem with um, this whole, like, fixation on Endgame mm-hmm. is I don't see Veronica easily having another romantic chance with Reggie, and fans like Bughead too much for them to break up, so... And Chuck Clayton has been gone for years. But maybe Jughead's dead. But maybe he's dead. I don't think he's dead, though. I'm gonna just lean with the reality he's dead until told otherwise. Well, maybe he's dead, and then Betty will immediately try to date Veronica's boyfriend. Correct. Sure. Also, <laughs> lie detector tests don't mean anything. Yep. They're I mean, not admissible in court for good reasons. Yeah. But, and like, obviously, they, she's not letting them ask him questions. It's silly. Yeah. But these guys are so evil, Ryan. Fascinatingly evil. Um, I really enjoyed seeing this, seeing the unit fleshed out a little more this episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing a little bit more of Joan and Jonathan in play. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I agree with that um, for sure. And having Brett and Donna step in as unmitigated villain characters. Yeah. Uh, was was like I enjoyed their performances as unrepentantly evil. Yeah. 
Um, I also love how short their uniform skirts are. I find that very funny. Yeah, I am really excited. Uh, hopefully, at the end of the season, we'll, we tentatively have plans to chat with Sean again and uh, oh, cool. dig on into the back half of the season and all the stuff Brett did. Awesome. He did a lot of stuff. Like, how? I don't understand how these people have time for high school. Right? I mean, they addressed that briefly here with Archie. But not Veronica. Yeah, Veronica's fine. Cheryl's fine. They've been Cheryl very Tony busy. did address it briefly, but their issue was more of a, hey, we have elder care and two twins to take care of, and high school, and the mob, and the business, and the gang. That's insane. Mob, business, gang, babies, other baby, great-grandma. Maybe if the writers hadn't killed all these characters. And all their parents. And all their parents. Well, jail, the also. Stuff could be, like, spread out amongst oh, more yeah. characters. Oh, man. If Polly wasn't in an insane asylum, if being Dilton deprogrammed... Dilton being alive would not help anything. Not the Dilton they gave us. Yeah, but Dilton was always my favorite. And what about Ethel? Like, man, I know that they, they touched on it in the one episode. Like, Ethel head, we're going to be a ship. But, like, the mm-hmm. whole thing, Ethel's whole thing in Archie Comics was having a crush on Jughead and he didn't notice her. Mm-hmm. And I thought that actually would have been cool, mm-hmm. her having a crush on Jughead. That, even if she was the murderer, because she had a crush on Jughead, would have fucking loved it. I'm sorry I swore again. I really love Archie Comics a lot. Um, also, this sexy outfit is tweed. <laughs> I I would note I didn't like what they did with Ethel in the G and G plot, but that's I, probably the no. G and G plot's fault. Yeah, I think it's the G and G plot's fault. I don't think it's. that is the actor or the characters. No, failing in any way, shape, or form. Um, what? I'm enjoying this heist plot, super cinematic, lickable color. Um. Three-way lesbian honeypot. This is so funny. I'm I am very much into this being on television, and this being things that Cheryl and Tony do for funsies as a favor. Yep. <laughs> and this tweed outfit that is not—it's like somehow not appealing to me at all. <laughs> I just—why would you wear this here? It—I can't handle it. But uh, Tony and Cheryl look perfect as always. As always. Whether or not they should. Well, you know, whatever. Remember oh. When they were a little horrifying last last mid-episodes. Uh, <laughs> I also like how awkward that was. Because yep. they were kissing and she was just kind of dancing in the background while waiting for them to be done. <laughs> it was beautiful. I wonder if this is going to be like a straight woman being unicorned and trying to go along for the honeypot. I wonder if they'll ever address what the heck Hermosa wants. I don't know. She seems very awkward through all of this, and I don't know if it's because it's awkward yeah. or because she's playing bisexual. Yeah. Or yeah. or gay. I don't know what she's trying to play, but... Yeah. I'm not Maple quite here. sure what she's up for or to or about in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Let's... Unpack Maple Hito, Ryan. Yep. That Does Maple and um, all of that go together? Well, let's talk about the mojito ingredients. Mint. Yep. Oh, this outfit in the light is not good. Mint and maple is not a flavor I would lean into, but I... Maybe? Maybe. Wow, maybe it exists. Wow, the pink in that dress really did not show up in the club because everything else was a better color. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. This was quite a interesting reveal. But, like, this I is felt, her honeypot dress. Anyway, sorry, go on. I felt awkward for Cheryl and Tony in this scene because they deserve a better scheme master when they're signing on as yeah. uh, as hench. I know, they have, they're henchmen. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, okay, I believe they would do a hench shift for Veronica Lodge the same way I believe Poison Ivy and Harley would do a hench shift for... Um, I don't know, Selena, Riddler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Riddler for a gag. I love how she was not wearing a wig cap, but that wig was slaying <laughs> perfectly. Imagine if she'd snatched off that wig and there had been a wig cap. What you know would what? we have done? I would have appreciated it. I would have appreciated it, but mm-hmm. like, I don't think her hair looks like sexually messed up enough to justify it's, this lack of realism. It's the little things. Um... The show Please Like Me is one of the first times I've ever seen a romantic gay sex scene where they pause and pull out a condom and sort it out. Nice. This is like a costume condom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Costume is ugly, y'all. She she grunts and throws the wig and she just kind of like... Fix her "Ah." hair. She just kind of like as if she got slapped in the face by a glove. (laughs) 
I'm um, I'm seeing the length of this the second time through. Um, I watched this first like last night, late at night, sort super sleepy. Uh, so this was a wonderful like midnight binge episode, but um, yeah, fully stretched out. There's a lot of plot mm-hmm. chugging through here. <sighs> I like how he looked between the two boxes under the bed and shoved them out of the way, but did not look in the boxes under the bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like how regimentedly incompetent Betty and Jughead are this episode. Mm-hmm. Given how capable and delightful and and how fun that's been. Yeah. All season, like oh. that's what been one of the the shining things of the last two seasons has been sleuthing Betty and Jughead moments where they really jive for I me. I think Archie Comics characters trying to solve mysteries is great. Like, I loved Archie's weird mysteries growing up. Fun mm-hmm. fact, Andrew Reynolds of the Book of Mormon did the voice of Archie in that series. Really? Yes. Um, but I just think this, this show has been so bleak with no let up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I love them as sleuths. Yes. I, I, I enjoy moments where Betty's sleuthing something that's not deeply traumatic for her mm-hmm. more. Yeah, I, agree. I really enjoy when she gets on the hunt, um, like as 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 inappropriate as it was for her and Alice to have that whole thing that sleuth adventure together. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that dynamic and that character trait mm-hmm. a great deal. Um, I'm glad they've revisited it so thoroughly before throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. If that's what this episode truly does. Well, um, now we're talking about. The, the novel I just it's I find Jughead and Betty's um, priorities very strange <laughs> yep. like what is important to you is running this gang important to you is that not like are you going to college or are you running the gang yep. are you going to be a writer or are you running the gang yep. and that never seems to be an issue yep yeah it's very weird to me because like the Jughead that we saw in season two would not be interested in this at all. Why does Jughead care about any of this? I yeah. mean, yes, family legacy, but all of that, none of that has read really, really quite. Yeah. Well, he's in the gang because of the family legacy. <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty. Yeah. It's Which, very... apparently, Forsyth just appropriated that from an indigenous group, too. What? <sighs> like, if Tony is the last living serpent because they were a local First Nations tribe, and how did Forsyth get in charge? Uh, don't oh ruin Skeet Aldrich's for me, Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Also, your dad literally threw your boyfriend in prison and hoped that he'd die. Yep, you broke him out with weapons yeah. and armed guards shooting. Like, I understand that it's difficult, but... Let him go. Let him go. It's not a redeemable relationship, Veronica. It is not... No, no. No, there's there's nothing one can do to come back from that. Yep. I I think it may be a bit of a stakes fail on the show's part to yeah. drag Hiram out this long, given what they've done with him last season. I agree, because now we can't forgive him. Yeah, and I and that prevents me from really investing in Veronica as much as I want to. Like, something, something I have noticed this season, um, I feel like the show has let us see the characters make a lot of bad choices this season, mm-hmm. more than perhaps they have in the past, more than a lot of TV shows do. Uh, without resolving them by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm interested to see this, the end of the season as a whole, how cleverly each of them are digging their own graves. Yeah. Because there could be some redemption for some of the things that I find a little bit less reasonable in the moment. Given given that they've committed to this deep, deep how to get away with murder, at, to the point that's the, the name of the next, next episode, is mm-hmm. how to get away with murder... Uh, format. Stab him with an icicle. Okay, I'd like to take call your attention to the glasses that Veronica is about to put on. <sighs> yep. She doesn't need these no. for any reason right now. They're just for work. Like, it's literally just a grease, like, don't you think they make me look smarter? She doesn't need to read anything. Yep. And she wasn't wearing them to set them up. <laughs> and she's, like, she doesn't usually need to wear them to see your dad across the table. So what is their purpose. To also... smarter. Just... Uh, Hermione, get out. Hermione doesn't have a single line in this episode I looked. Not one. I don't understand why. Wait, doesn't she say one thing in opposition? I don't think so. And get so. cut off by Veronica? Well, 
Maybe she does, and I I missed it, but I was watching. No actual lines. No no like stating anything of relevance. That's for sure. Yeah. I think she might have an exclamation that gets cut off by Hermosa here, but right. yeah. But functionally, she's playing no purpose from being a lead. Yeah, she was supposed to be the head of the. She was the one who tested Archie in season two, three. Right. She was supposed to be the one who actually mattered. Yeah, she was supposed to be the big bad, and Hiram was supposed to be the pawn, which was actually I liked that. Yeah, I was so here for that. Yeah. Especially because we've known her since season one. Yeah. And I, I don't think losing Fred Andrews. Well, that wasn't in the plan. No. Oh, there she does have a line. Briefly. <sighs> And then that's it. Oh but my god. Even without Fred Andrews as a foil from everything they set up in the first season, um, which I often forget about how significant a character Hermione was for, mm-hmm. in the first season, and interesting and novel and creative a character she was. Yeah. Like, that was a really unique take before Hiram got out of jail. <laughs> and everything got wild in Lodgeland. Also, if anyone's going to save Daddy from this crippling disease, it's going to be me, Veronica Lodge, <sighs> by provoking him into being mad. Oh, What boy. disease is this? Do we know? A degenerative neuromuscular disorder. So it's no disease? No. It's just a disease? It's a disease. It's wasting disease. It's maybe vaguely ALS-ish. Okay. Which could potentially be a rapid decline mm-hmm. um, in some cases with quick death. Uh, although Hiram's age would be very unusual for, that would be extremely late onset ALS. Mm. That was, um, the disease Stephen Hawking was living with. Right, yeah. Uh, which usually either kills you or leaves you severely disabled in your 20s and 30s. Um, Parkinson's is not fatal that fast. MS, again, usually presents in your 20s and 30s and is not that fatal. Mm -hmm. He's got unique mulligan disease. He's got unique mulligan disease. He ate a MacGuffin. <laughs> wow, that milkshake looks really delicious. So it's deeply problematic that a key plot point hinges on a teenage girl lying about rape from a teacher. Um, if I can suspend that horror, I liked this scene and dynamic because of these two actors' performances. I agree, but at the same time, they've gotten rid of so many of the core Riverdale characters that we knew that, like, this plot maybe could have taken place at Riverdale High Mm -hmm. if they still had enough main characters there. Yep, yep. This could be Midge and Fangs Fogarty. Yep. With far more value. Yeah. Um, I agree. As much as I'm enjoying these actors, these characters, ultimately... Um, They'll be gone next season. When they ran out of Riverdale supporting cast, that's one less really grounding thing. Like, I really enjoyed the rev- the, the building tension of, oh, Evelyn Evernever's in the next season. And her father, what that was, turned out to be horrifying mm-hmm. and wildly off-model. But I enjoyed the allusions to these old Little Archie sidebars. yeah. I enjoyed when they were taking more pleasure in Riverdale references than they were in a broader pop culture range of references. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I am. I think the school is very progressive to allow him to wear his beanie every day. <laughs> Actually, good point. And his tie is sloppy as hell. Yes, it is. <sighs> okay, I also don't understand. Like, I know it's humiliating to have a he sex He made tape. child porn. Yeah. You like, can get him arrested. Yeah, they're minors. So, like, yeah, it sucks that they participated in it, but he did it. Yeah. If he releases it, you can and should get him arrested. Yeah. Like, I understand that that's just not in the world of the show, and they're being mm-hmm. treated like 28-year-olds for all intents and purposes. Yep. But that it's not really a problem. I did not like that Jughead failed to consult Betty in any way. That's a sloppy dude move. That's a sloppy straight dude move. Yep. I also think it's worth saying that she wasn't even dark Betty in that scenario, and they went yep. out of their way to show that, so why would it ruin her life other than it being embarrassing? Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian designs purses. I don't know. <laughs> And is so rich. She's so rich. Yep. Also, this is so foolish. Yep. Um, Betty herself says, my dad's a serial killer. Yeah. Um, Not only foolish, but this is a real jerk move, Archie. 
Yeah. What the hell? This one normal guy in Riverdale is ready to bail you out. Yeah. And you make him work... Well, he agrees to work for a reduced salary because you can't pay him enough? Mm-hmm. Like, the name wasn't going to come off it, as was mentioned to him. Mm-hmm. And he literally cannot do this. No. He's about to fail out of high school. He has started another business. Mm-hmm. He cannot run this company. He should... Like, in real life, you have to pick one. We say this as 30-somethings who have way too many jobs. Yeah, we are entrepreneurial 30-somethings who are burning out at this age. And it's... We're trying to figure out now what to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And, like, what he's doing is literally impossible. So mm-hmm. it, it's hard mm-hmm. when the stakes... Are, are, are so ridiculous mm-hmm. that you, you, you can't... You can't even assess them. You can't relate. You can't empathize. You can't... Mm-hmm. It, it's There's nothing... There's no there's no tent peg anywhere that you can mm-hmm. hang on to. Like, it, it's just... this it, the, the parameters of every scenario are exactly what the writers make up. There's no mm-hmm. internal mm-hmm. logic to it. This yeah. show is more like Harry Potter than Lord of the Rings, you know? Yes, yes. They wrote a new rule for every chapter and every new book. Yeah. Gimmicky and built the physics as they went. Exactly. Um, I would quite agree with the melodrama rules and the, the plot rules and resets of this world. Yeah. Um, well, because yeah. that's the thing. It's like, we don't know if Jughead is really dead, and I don't think he is. Like, mm-hmm. because again, Cole Sprouse mm-hmm. is the most. Mm-hmm. But like, the show is so random about who they'll kill and who they won't and what is happening that maybe yeah. he is. Who knows? The lack of internal consistency rules has been challenged. I think, especially as they got their feet in the second and third season mm-hmm. and like, Got another season? <laughs> okay, wait, what about this? What if Jughead is really dead, and then season five is a crossover with the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and then um, he can be Betty's ghost boyfriend that helps solve all of her cases? Oh, I'm here for that. I know it's not the case, no, no, but I would watch that very much. I have been calling for undead Jughead for a while. <laughs> it's been one of my, like, crack theories that I'm riding to the grave. Uh, his, preferably. Yeah. Um, but there is, there was a, like an Archie's Weird Mystery stretch that involved Jughead dying in the first episode and being the zombie narrator. Love it. I'd be so here for it. Heck, throw him on to Chilling Adventures. Give us yes. a season without that. I will take it. Sabrina can be the one who resurrects him. It'll be great. Maybe that's, maybe they're just going to be like, well, we've had enough Riverdale, but we want more attention on Sabrina. Yeah. No, they want more attention on Katie Creek and Keen. Okay, I, it's so weird. <sighs> it's so weird they're making a Katie Keen series. I can't. Who asked for this? No one, no one, no one. CW also, is just is... angry they passed on, on Sabrina, is what Katie Keen is. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> the truly insane thing about this is going to this party to get revenge is an insane plan, even within the world of the show. Yep. Um, again, How, what's I think, the best possible outcome for Jughead's yeah, plan? I, again, I think it is probably a story Jughead has written. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I just... It's it the most plausible theory I've heard. Thank you. I don't think it makes sense to go to a place where you are not familiar with it to try and get revenge, where you don't know what's going to be happening there. Like, he doesn't know, he doesn't have enough information to go in with any kind of plan. And it's implied in many silhouettes that he's just gonna shank him. That his plan is shank Brett and shank make all the problems Shank him somewhere else! Away. Shank him somewhere else. Or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because obviously they have a plan, so why would you walk mm-hmm. into it? Mm-hmm. You, 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 oh. They're both so seriously off their game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna embrace this being another character's making dumb, terrible choices intentionally, maybe. Okay. Mm. Uh, hypothetically, if Jughead's dead, mm-hmm. what month might that redo re- recalibrate for the show's stakes? Um, I don't, they'd have to. I bet they would that '70s show it and bring on a new central, um, mm-hmm. like, because uh, Archie is sort of the the not generic but the more typical male lead, and Jughead is the one for all the um, goth girls. So mm-hmm. I think they would probably bring on another character as well. But mm-hmm. I, I really can't see him being dead. And, like, maybe he is, but I just... I can't imagine they would. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know that they were going to make the series with Cole Sprouse or not. Mm-hmm. I know he had to audition mm-hmm. for it, but I... Now really, that he's here. I think the show yeah. is very different than it would have been without Cole Sprouse. I quite agree. I quite agree. Um, I think he's... I think the show has responsibly grown around him significantly. Yeah. As as and leaned into him as their narrator narrator, their perspective voice. Yeah. Um 
That's what interests me. If they actually go through with killing the perspective voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lay it on so thick here. Yeah. You know, an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, if they only have one more season, and I vaguely mm. suspect they might only have one more season. Yeah, hopefully by their own volition. <laughs> no. If anyone has that power. <laughs> but also um, by reasonable economic standards. If they really did kill Jughead, they could have a... Um, a Kevin Spacey style narrations. Sorry, Kevin oh, Spacey is the worst, but yeah. um, in American Beauty, spoilers, but mm. it's very old. Um, <laughs> he narrates it even though he's dead. Also, Desperate Housewives. Also, Desperate Housewives. Which might be a touch more Agira Sakasa canon. Mm-hmm. But, but yes. it, it could be more of a getting back to that story of the week thing. If he's narrating mm. and he's dead, it could be his life flashing before his eyes is season five. Right. Um, and then we could see a ton of different one episode Archie adventures that are a little more on the rails. That would actually be a lovely coda. A, a, sco- a scouring of the Shire that I wouldn't hate. Oh, well, thank you. Why does this mask exist? Because they used it to attack him. Did they? Yeah. No, it's not that. It's like, why does this mask with this oh. design yep. exist? They may have made it custom. That's unlike horrible. everything else in this set and design, which I swear, this is the university web series Agura Sakasa never got to make because this looks like the sev- several of the university web series that I did make. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone being quippy and quoting lit and wearing... The theater closet. Yeah, I with like fairy that. lights everywhere. Crown of leaves, though. I'd straight up make theater like this. Oh yeah. This is lovely. This is. Uh, but it's so deep indulgent. Yeah, this is slumber here with a bunny man. Yep, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's weird television. I like our this is our four year old immersive theater set design makes for weird television. Yeah, I mean, it's flattering. I enjoyed the interplay of them missing each other. I will like that as being a nicely crafted scene work. Why did Jughead invite Betty, Archie, and Veronica if he knew he was going to wear a bunny mask and stab this guy? I don't... I don't know. Doesn't it seem safer not to do that? It's... it... I mean... Yep. What was Jughead planning here before he gets question murdered? I... I think literally just a stab. I think Yeah, that's all I got too. It's very it's very weird. It's very weird. What was Betty planning to do? Cornering Donna. Is she drunk already? It's hard to say. Cause I mean she's what? angry. Did you see that all of those buckets of ice had cu- red cups in them, not <laughs> bottles? That was very weird. <laughs> if I could rewind I would. Oh that was very odd. Oh, it's a kager. Yeah, but do you put the cups in a bucket of ice? Because I don't think you do. I guess they're pre-pouring for some reason? I don't think you do that. For a set deck? With beer. I, I don't think... No. I'm not a beer drinker, but I no, don't that's, think that's real. No, you're right. That's not a normal or good thing to do. Mm-mm. But that's the only explanation I can come up with for what they did. You know, Betty talks about being the daughter of the Black Hood a lot. Yeah. As a way to intimidate people. As if she likes it. The same way Jug... It's not unlike Jughead's game, cred. I mean, I guess... Also, she may as well get something out of it if it's power and status in this case. It's great. Yeah. Also, what was this first trigger word? What did it do to her? Oh, man. Uh, tangerine was cult brainwashing. Yeah. That was used to turn Polly into a crazy killer who maimed a nurse. Oh, yeah. yeah. She had that bomb. Yeah. So they were all, they all had a, like, go crazy and try to kill people trigger set to tangerine said three times wow and then just i guess it never occurred to her there could have been more yeah (laughs) this twist but uh, you know what fair game didn't occur to me but the thing (laughs) is it could have occurred to jughead writing a story (laughs) because like i don't i think in real life if you're going to program someone to respond to a trigger word which i don't think you can actually do i think it would take a long time to get just tangerine 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 to work doing a second one come mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. she wasn't even there that long mm-hmm. 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 they didn't even crack her brain open mm-hmm. all they had was conditioning but you can't hypnotize someone to death no certainly not into killing no i don't think you can mm-hmm. no uh, why are Veronica and Archie here, and Veronica's wearing a casual cape. I guess this is the accepted reality in the world we're going to live in, though, that Betty is not culpable for murdering Jughead because she was fugue. 
D- yeah, but I still think. What is psychology? Yeah. Um, I think Jughead, again, would be the one to write that Betty did it, but that she didn't do it. Um, also, really also... Good, good selling me on this theory. I've been thinking I, about I, it. Okay. Um, okay, also, okay. why is Brett wearing a costume and no one else is except that one stooge that doesn't have a name? Everyone else is not wearing a costume. <laughs> At their Ides March party. Also, Archie can't diagnose, diagnose someone as being dead. True. Like, you can't... He's felt his pulse. He's like, oh, he's dead. It's more of a... He's got no pulse. Begin CPR? Yeah. How is he dead? What are his wounds? What he did has, Betty do? He hit him on the... She hit him on the head with the rock. Really hard. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet of them. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that that's what Juliet did, Ryan. No, but I mean the not checking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very but closely I mean, if he's dead. Like, at the end of the last season, like, they were burning his beanie or whatever. So I guess in this context, he is dead. I'm just saying Archie didn't do a very co- comprehensive job. Correct. He jumped very quickly to my best friend is dead today. He's dead. Dead, yeah. dead, dead. Anyway, I didn't mean to just um, be rude about the episode. It's just, to me, <laughs> that one was... A lot. And, like, the ones where actually more weird, wild stuff happened, mm-hmm. I bought into more. Because this one seemed like it was masquerading as normalcy. And mm. it was not. Yep, yep. I think um, this episode uh, really tried to tell us this is a plot. This is this is the season plot. Yeah. Um, and that was very heavy-handed. Um, having followed the season closely... It, I think it paid off a little better with the close knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's fair. But I'm, I'm really delighted to have your fresh perspective on this one, especially because it could be... I could drink Kool-Aid, but it's not great Kool-Aid. It's aspartame. Yeah. A lot. Um, and it also helps me highlight what is actually good about this episode. There are, yeah. there are strengths. There are things that are still hooking me and interested and have me... Looking forward to the rest of the season broadly. Yeah, it's just, it's confusing. Yes, yes. It is, it's blown the top off so many times. Yeah. I see either writers that are intentionally writing something weird, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. writers that are desperately trying to find a focus for something that is failing. Right, that they might, is, are they trying to write their way out of the hole, or are they trying to write their way into a weirder hole. Yeah, are they intentionally writing the soap opera as soap opera? I think that's probably mm. what they are doing. I I hope that's it. Um, they've also shown a nice bit of awareness with a few references. Archie referencing his bear attack metatextually a few times. <laughs> I was attacked by a bear! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so upset oh, about it. Did you see the thing about his uncle? You skipped the last couple of episodes. No. But he had a secret uncle <laughs> who had addictions issues and gave drugs to minors, and it was a plot. Do you know discussion. who else had a secret uncle? Cheryl. Yep, and then they just killed him. That's two secret uncles. That's yes, too many secret uncles. That is that is at only least one, one of, too many. Only secret one uncles. of them was an identical twin. Yeah, secret siblings in general are a little overwrought in Burbank. There's been a lot of Veronica, secret siblings. Betty, Jughead, Jughead again. I desperately hope that that is Dylan Sprouse dressed up as Soupead. <laughs> I, I want it so I'll much. do anything. If I had um, any money, I'd pay them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Archie's surprise uncle was nearly a new mentor father figure for him, but he was actually an ex-mercenary who was a vet who was hired by private security and being hunted by an assassin as they cleaned up loose ends. Do you mean he was a vet or he was a vet? He, he was a veteran. Doctor? He was a okay. veteran. I'm like, please. Who worked for private security wow. after leaving the military and did some bad stuff, nondescript, murdering civilians, uh, black ops, definitely some in, in war crimes, definitely some war crimes. Um, because the other dude who comes to punch him to death with no weapon, and Archie fist fights off the assassin. You can't make that length. up. Like, what you're saying must be true. At length. They have a brawl in the school, and then Kevin walks in the bathroom and makes a meta comment about this Riverdale school, and it's kind of fine. But this assassin is so ineffective, he's trying to punch this man to death. Maybe he's really effective. (laughs) He is not. My fists are registered as dangerous weapons. KJ Appa foils him like six times. To be fair, he's the main character. Yeah, I know he's invincible, and I know he's 
beat 20 men. He beat a bear, Ryan. He was attacked by a bear. We don't know how the bear looked at the end of that. <laughs> you should see the other guy. <laughs> Did I mention it was a bear that attacked me? I'm sorry. Okay. I, I really do enjoy watching Riverdale. I'm not meaning to just snark on it. I just think it's hilarious. Yep. I enjoy it critically. Um, <laughs> I think we'll wrap it there for this week. Okay. Uh, Chloe's back next week, although we should drag you back on to comment on Hedwig because I, I need that expertise. Oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I need that expertise. That episode is either going to be transcendent or problematic as hell. Probably both. Woo! Ugh. Um, I'm gonna go protest some noise again. I, not today. I'm sleeping today. Um, also, Vancouver Direct Action is taking a day off because Vancouver has uh, a memorial march for missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two spirits today. And uh, there's a great deal of direct action happening in Victoria, BC's capital instead. Um, they have shut down all the civil service ministries today with work hour protests, which is spectacular. A nice little screw you to the broader uh, concern trolling public who are saying, but you're inconveniencing everyone by closing down a bridge. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yes, it's a point of protest. Mm -hmm. Tell the government yep. to get stop inconveniencing you by giving into their demands is the point. Yep. Ah. Yep. The inconvenience of RCMP violence raids brought to your home. Yeah. All right, gang. Uh, we'll be back with a fresh, new, hellish dystopia next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. See you then. Bye.